This is Community Matters, the podcast that brings you conversations that are critical to managing and governing condos, cooperatives, and homeowner associations. I'm your host, Tony Campisi, Executive Director of the Keystone Chapter of Community Associations Institute. Tune in each episode for the insights and information that are key to inspiring professionalism, effective leadership, and responsible citizenship, ideals reflected in community associations that are preferred places to call home. Today, I'm speaking with Dan Sweeney with Leo Insurance and David Velasco with JGS Insurance on the state of the community association market. We'll talk about conditions that are impacting insurance premiums, what community associations can do to shield themselves from extreme premium increases, and when the current hard market for insurance might come to an end. Before we get to today's topic, here's a brief word from our sponsor, Hoffman HOA Law. I'm Ed Hoffman with Hoffman Law, LLC. Hoffman Law, LLC is a recognized leader in community association law. We're known for our responsiveness, legal acumen, leadership in the association industry, and our unwavering focus and commitment to education. You can learn more about us at our website, hoffmanhoalaw.com. Hoffman Law LLC is proud to sponsor this episode of the Community Matters Podcast. Dan and David, welcome to Community Matters Podcast. Please tell our listeners a little bit about yourselves and your companies. Hi, David. Well, thanks, Dan, for letting me go first. I'm David Velasco with uh, JGS Insurance. We're a brokerage firm uh, located in Homedale, New Jersey, operating in uh, all 50 states. I actually live myself in uh, Bucks County, Pennsylvania. I've been a member of Keystone Chapter for a number of years now. And uh, JGS is a firm that is specialized in insuring condo association, community association, co-ops, HOA, you name it. Uh, that's our specialty. I'm Dan Sweeney, uh, Senior VP of Sales and Marketing for Leo. Uh, ultimately, uh, my role is responsible for building out uh, our company's distribution, primarily on the East Coast. We're based out of uh, Kanchi, right outside of Philly. And Leo, we are a specialty property and casualty insurance carrier. Uh, we were established by the McGuire's in 2020. The McGuire's, as you may know, they were the family who founded Philadelphia Insurance. And um, you know, our vision ultimately is to simplify the insurance process. We feel like we can do so by leveraging a, um, a data-driven, user-focused technology solution, which is basically a proprietary platform that we created to uh, deliver a quality product quickly. At the end of the day, uh, we partner with uh, independent insurance brokers such as David and JGS. Um, and then we are members of CAI nationally. And uh, personally, I'm involved with uh, the CAI Keystone chapter myself and sitting on the uh, the Business Partners Council and uh, excited to be here, Tony. Thank you. We're glad to have both of you here. Dan, let me start with you. There's a lot of noise in community associations these days with high insurance premiums. What is happening and what are the main causes for increases that we're seeing? Sure. Yep. Uh, it's a great question. Great place to start. Uh, what I'll say is a rising tide lifts all ships. And uh, I think that's what we're seeing right now. And uh, in this case, the tides are insurance premium. So uh, there are several factors that that play into that. And, 
you know, I, I think it boils down to kind of five major categories, which is which are uh, reinsurance, uh, inflation, value adjustments. So, you know, the total insurable value for your property, uh, the increase in claims costs, and then the, the the weather patterns, the weather losses that we've seen. So, uh, you know, we wish you could just point to one thing, but I, I think it's a um, you know, it's there's several different factors that that play into it that uh, are are tough to control uh, as as a, as a policyholder as an end user. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I would say that those are the the, the five factors. David, uh, what types of insurance policies are most affected by a hard market, and can you tell us why? Well, we see uh, the hard market affecting the entire. Uh, portfolio policies that a community association could be uh, possibly using. But we've seen over the past few quarters a severe increase in even property, commercial property, which is what, you know, a condo, a co-op um, would fall under or uh, the policies that covers like the master policy of an HOA um, if on those at commercial property. So as a whole, it's been experiencing one of the quickest hardening market that anyone can remember. So looking at what the numbers are telling us, uh, if you just look at the past few quarters, I mean, if we experienced over 20 consecutive quarters of premium increase in the US, uh, at times it's driven by you know, general liability or might be, uh, might be the, uh, the cyber uh, policies that are experiencing more, more increase. But if you take just the, the first quarter of 2023 it was actually commercial properties that you know took the uh, the steepest increase it was over 20.4 percent increase on average across the u.s uh for commercial properties so that's that's very very steep what's impacting it uh one of the main dr driving factor i mean i think uh obviously he works uh, for a carrier so then hits it on the head with like the five different factors, but uh, the data shows us that that the acceleration, uh, not only is as reinsurance, but we can see the, the volume of losses due to natural disasters has been tremendous. Like 2022, the numbers are stacking up to $125 billion in losses, and that's gonna impact us. Like, like you said, Dan, uh, rise, uh, rising tide raises all boats. Yes, it does. And yeah, those weather losses, I mean, that's directly impacting, um, you know, the, the reinsurance market. It's basically just supply and demand. I mean, there's been a, a good portion of capital that has left the reinsurance market. So uh, it's, you know, simple economics. You have less supply and higher demand and uh, that, that trickles down um, to, to many different uh, industry classes and lines of coverage. How do insurers respond to a hard market, Dan? Let me ask you this. And, and what strategies do you use to mitigate risk and maintain profitability? I mean, I think people often forget insurance is a business. You're here to make a profit, too. So how do you do that? Uh, I think that's the billion dollar question. I mean, I mean there, there's um, it, it's very difficult. And, um, you know, it's, it's we, we try to just basically mitigate those those five factors as much as possible. And I, I think really what it boils down to is um, from, a, from a carrier perspective is underwriting discipline and, um, you know, 
trying to manage uh, our our risk and uh, trying to work with different insurance brokers uh, that are good trading partners that uh, have good communication with uh, their uh, their policyholders. So you know that you are uh, doing the best that you can. You're controlling what you can control as far as uh, trying to create a the most profitable risk pool as possible. So uh, you know what can we do uh, to try to help uh, you know manage weather? I mean it's. it's that's a great question. I, I don't know is the, the answer, but uh, what we can do is, um, you know, we, we can look at, again, working with, from a risk management perspective and working with qualified insurance brokers to try to, um, yeah, just cr create the best risk pool that we possibly can as an insurance carrier. Let's talk about uh, carrier availability. There's, there's talk of a reduction of available carriers for common interest communities. Is this true, David? Yeah, absolutely. It makes makes person makes our life and uh, the other brokers our specialty brokers that work in our chapter or, or nationally. It makes all of our lives uh, a, a lot more difficult um, in, in order to negotiate and advocate for, for our clients. Uh, we see carriers that were writing a lot of business that have experienced major losses. And like you said, it is a business. And at one point, if you are uh, writing insurance in commercial property, but also uh, maybe you have you you have a focus in what we call habitational, which would be condo co-ops and real estate. And you've experienced billions of dollars in losses. At the same time, you have profitability and maybe other lines of business that you're writing at one point, you're going to start to scale back how much condos, how much co-op, how much apartment buildings you want to write. When you hear of uh, collapses, uh, we've had one uh, this year in Davenport. We've had a, a parking garage collapse, and we all think about Surfside. All these things are playing in the mind of those underwriters of uh, these companies, the insurance companies that have to make decisions on where they're going to put their money. And they want to put it where they can also turn up a profit. So if... As an industry, uh, the real estate market is not uh, turning up this profit, but it's only turning up losses. If you know they're, they're scaling back, uh, we see carriers that no longer want to write real estate, and and that makes it difficult because now you have, as Dan mentioned, less supply, and you have the still the same demand. And and we could actually argue that there's an increased demand because. Most of the communities that we see, most of the uh, uh, the real estate, residential real estate that we see getting built today, uh, sometimes we hear about 50% can be uh, planned communities or, or community association of some sort. So that really has an impact on, on what we can provide. I will say, too, that, I mean, obviously, we're, we're on a CAI podcast, and uh, this is a discussion around uh, common interest communities, community associations, but uh, there, there are a multitude of industries that are, are impacted by uh, this market right now. I mean, you look at uh, like the nonprofit social service market, for example, and uh, how claims costs and social inflation is, is impacting the cost of insurance for, you know, your boys and girls clubs. I mean, it's, it, it is spread uh, all throughout the industry. So it's not really just specific to community associations, although property is probably adversely impacted more than other lines of coverage. 
Uh, and, you know, when you look at community associations, that's your uh, leading uh, exposure, probably the highest cost is prop property. But um, I just think it's important to kind of keep it in perspective that it, this isn't like a community association problem. This is this is expands uh, throughout the entire insurance industry. So it has an effect on premiums, too, then, right, Dan, if there's a if there's a reduction in competition, I mean, competition is what drives prices down typically. Yeah. So how to you know how to, how to ensure stay competitive and again maintain profitability when when there's fewer and fewer carriers uh that's a great question and um I, you know like you said the, the more competition you have uh the less your insurance premiums the the less competition you have the higher your insurance premiums and simple up in economics that can apply to to you know to many different examples but uh you know how do we stay uh competitive um, you know, again, I think it's it's uh, underwriting discipline. It's it's staying in. Um, you know, it's working with uh, qualified insurance brokers and and making sure that, that you know the risk that you're on and um, and you, you know that uh, you know your policyholders are trying to do as much as possible as far as uh, mitigating uh, different types of exposures. But I also think it's, you know, competitive, you know, how, how do you define competitive? I, I think that it's offering services outside of just like the, the premium on your paper as well. So, um, you know, for example, like claims handling, which is basically the ultimately the, at the end of the day is what we are selling uh, as an insurance broker and insurance get, we're selling claims handling. So, you know, transparency in the pr process, responsiveness, being subject matter experts and understanding how to adjust a claim between an HO6 policy and a master policy in place. So I think that you know, now is the time where you really start to see value in the people that you do business with and the companies that you do business with. So, um, you know, it, obviously everyone thinks about premium. I mean, I do myself, I buy homeowners, I buy auto. I mean, I think about the, the money that's coming out of my wallet, but um, you know, I think it's important to uh, right now to look outside of, of just uh, the number and what are you getting for that? And, you know, who are you working with and the, the, the total value? So we've been talking about a hard market. When is it going to end? Any insights on that? Well, that's the million dollar, we could say the billion dollar question as well. Uh, if I had an answer to that, I think I'll be uh, in different financial position because uh, every single uh, insurance broker in the world would be uh, would be uh, asking for advice, and I, I'm sure if somebody had that answer, would be uh, would be paying for those services as well. Uh, that's really the tricky situation right now. Is you have to really look at the forecast. Is you know, unless all of a sudden we have major changes in those driving factors, we talked about five different factors that are impacting us today, really in that hard market, uh, affect any of those five. And maybe we start seeing some relief, whether it's maybe we have a couple of good years with very limited uh, monster weather events like we've seen over the past few years, that could have an impact. Decrease in inflation could have an impact. Um, Eventually, we could see some other factors in the reinsurance market that could eventually ease things off. Uh, and, and same thing, we could see new carriers maybe entering the, the, the commercial real estate uh, insurance marketplace, property uh, marketplace. And that could also maybe, maybe more regional or local level uh, help. But, um, you know, you have to prepare right now like this is going to be for a little while. Yeah, I mean it's it's all cyclical. I mean it's it, you know this has been the insurance market for 
uh, however long you want to report back. I mean, it's it, it ebbs and flows, but yeah, we just basically then today we're going to need some more capacity to come into the market, which will happen. It's just uh, a matter of when, and uh, until then, it's you know what can you control or just controlling what you can control uh, is the most important thing that we can focus on. I mean, if you're in bed at, at night, you know, tossing and turning and worried about, you know, inflation and interest rates. I mean, that is so far out of our control. I mean, it's not even worth worrying about, right? I mean, it's just what, what, what can we control that will actually make a difference? Um, and then eventually, you know, we'll, we'll make our way out of this hard market. So uh, budget season is coming up soon. Community managers, boards are going to start working on budgets for next year. What kind of expectations should they have when it comes time to putting their budget together for their insurance? Well, you know, I don't I don't want to sound like a negative Nelly, but we uh, we really want managers and most importantly, the board of directors in the associations to to listen to the message that is being given in the industry, like the data that is available. The managers are trying their best to communicate to them is that, you know, prepare for the worst but hope for the best. And right now, when we just mentioned earlier, some data that is out there, now it doesn't necessarily mean that's your association, doesn't necessarily mean that it's um, uh, your specific carrier, but on average, if you just look at the first quarter of this uh, this year of 2023, uh, we're looking at over 20% increase in commercial real estate property. So we can't say, oh, it's gonna be a seven, plus seven, it's gonna be a plus, 12 or plus 35, you don't know that up until we actually are facing that particular renewal. Um, but you have to prepare with your eyes open and knowing this is a freight train coming, you just want to know where, you know, you know what's coming. Right now, we know the market data is telling us an, on average in the United States, we see a 20% increase for commercial real estate uh, policy. So, you know, I don't want to stick my neck too far out here. And I'm not saying that that's what you're going to experience as a community, but um, you know, the carriers are driven by the data, the actuary data. And we as communities should be also acting not on what we're, we want to do. Uh, yes, we all want to see a, a 5% or 3% increase in premium insurance, but that's not necessarily going to happen. We all want to see decrease in premium, but it's not going to happen. Uh, more than likely not. So you have to just be realistic and prepare for the worst, hope for the best. So if you're budgeting, you know, you can read between the line here, the lines, and 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 really um, try to have your eyes open on what the market is telling you. And I, I think you know what can you expect? I mean, I I would. Um expect early conversations. And, um, you know, I, I think David, you harp on this all the time is communication. And I, I think at the end of the day, if you can just uh, get out in front and uh, try to communicate uh, with your insurance broker, with your insurance carrier, with um, your unit owners as much as possible, uh, that's that will help. Um, so I think that's worth noting. And I, David, I know you, you mentioned that all the time. Yeah, and I, and, and I like what point here, Dan, I mean, like sometimes we, we try to meet with associations as early as six months prior to to make sure that the board understands. But, you know, this is bad news. We don't have bad news every other day to people. But sometimes the uh, the associations are 
reluctant in sharing that bad news because we're, we're still hoping for the best. But we, we, we really need to tell the, uh, the residents, say, hey, this is coming. Be ready. Uh, make your arrangements. Sometimes like arrangements needs to be made, but we, we need to be uh, ready to see a, a premium negatively inf- impacted by the market. And we need to, to let residents know. You've both mentioned weather. Um, we talked a little bit about weather and, and it seems like every day or every week, there's some kind of violent weather somewhere in the country that causes property damage. We're having this conversation midway through hurricane season. How have the past few years affected the market, whether it's a hurricane, tornadoes, floods, et cetera? Well, actually, I have some market data if you want me to share that for a second. I know it, it doesn't always pan well when you share a ton of numbers uh, over the year, but here are some things. If you look at 2022, I mentioned earlier the statistic, uh, there was about $125 billion in losses from natural disasters alone. If you look back a little bit further, uh, 2005, you are looking at 155 billion. 2011, 158 billion. 2017, 173 billion. And if you just look at more recent events, uh, you take, for example, Hurricane Ian alone uh, contributed to about 50 to $65 billion uh, in losses. So, so those numbers are so big, you can't even wrap your head around it. I'm like, I, I don't even know, you know, what do you do with $50 billion? Like the volume of losses is so dramatic um, that it's almost unfathomable for, for us. And, and you have, you know, those numbers are real. Those are, you know, buildings being destroyed. Those are properties being damaged and that need to be replaced and, and paid for. Yeah, and I, and I think that, uh, you know, it, it's a tough concept to kind of wrap your head around or, or to grasp is like, you know, Florida, for example, if, when you have hurricanes coming through Florida or the southeast, like, how does that impact Pennsylvania, right? I mean, you, you have, um, you know, however many miles that is, 2,000 miles away. But, um, you know, it basically, at the end of the day, what we're talking about is reinsurance. You know, it, it's a pool of capital. And if I'm a reinsurance uh, carrier and I'm having a $175 billion event and, you know, like year after year after year, eventually uh, that, that pool um, is uh, shrinks and, you know, that, that has an impact over everything across uh, the country, every region. And, you know, some more than others, like try renewing a, a policy in the state of Florida right now. I mean, good luck. Um, you know, Pennsylvania, we, we have a lot more capacity up here, but we're still being impacted by just the overall events. So um, I don't know, I just thought it was uh, worth noting that, you know, we are in PA, but um, it is it is a, a you know, more it's a, it's a larger event than that. Yeah. Well, what, what happens in one state affects the whole country, basically. Yeah. Uh, David, you talked about potentially double digit premium increases as a percentage. I'm going to put a number there. I know you're hesitant to put a number there, but what can an association do to shield itself from from some of these extreme premium increases? Well, you know, there's uh, two two main things really that are going to impact your your premium increase. When you think about it, it's your current exposure is like who you are, where you're located, you know, whether you are, um, you know, in a high rise in downtown Philadelphia or you're, you know, two-story, garden style condo in Lancaster, PA, your exposure is very different. 
So there are very little things, there's things you can do to improve your exposure, your current exposure, but there's things that, you know, maybe you want to be more proactive with your risk management for the building. You want to implement uh, new strategies. You want to review contracts, governing documents to make sure that uh, you tidy up things as far as who you are and how you look to the insurance marketplace. You really want to do the best looking communities from that aspect with the limited things that you can change. Um, you're not going to move that that um, high rise to Lancaster just because insurance premium is going to be lower because there's less exposure over that. That's not going to happen. But um, you can do little, little things along the way. The other things that's really impactful is, is your actual loss history. What are the losses, the claims, the claim histories that we're, we're having as a community? If we're having consistent losses, um, and, and I, I'd like to put that out to, to you then in just a second, but the way the carriers are going to look at your loss history, and they don't look just at the past 12 months, they look at a number of years because looking at the past helps them predict the future. And again, this is an actuarial business. They make a decision based on actual event, actuarial uh, data. So if you've been bad in the past, more than likely you'll be bad in the future. If you had losses in the past, you have you may have losses in the future. And that's just the way uh, it naturally is. And we need to work with that to do the very best to reduce our losses. If you had losses because of... Uh, you know, water heaters bursting, then we need to do something about it. If we had losses because of this situation, we need to do something about it. And things that we can do also maybe working with, uh, actually I'll, I'll let them switch on maybe some of the levers we can use to uh, to take some losses away from uh, from our loss history. Um, but there's definitely things that can be worked on and we need to work with our brokers very closely, very early. It's not something we do 60 days or 90 days before. It's something you need to start 10, 11 months before to make sure the whole community knows what's happening and we can work together on this strategic plan. Now, Dan, let me ask you just a question because uh, I wanted to touch on that. What's uh, what's um, What do you care more about Like as far as losses? like uh, What's more important to you? Like the severity of the loss, like a million dollar loss? or the, the frequency, like a, a bunch of $20,000 losses? Uh, good question, David. I mean, there's a, a saying uh, that is basically it's frequency leads to severity. So as an insurance carrier, that that's what we look at is uh, just the overall condition uh, of the property. And if there are a lot of, a lot of claims, eventually something uh, bad is going to happen. Um, so that would be my answer to that is, I mean, we, we look more at, uh, the, the frequency of it than if there was a, uh, kind of a fluke incident, uh, that happened. So, um, you know, it's, this is a tough topic and, uh, this is, you know, this is a, uh, we're not, you know, delivering rainbows and sunshine right now, but, uh, what I do think is, uh, a, a positive and what I do think uh, we have going for us is that, you know, we are members of CAI and, uh, you know, we have, um, you know, a plethora of resources that we can tap into that uh, not everybody has. And I think that that is really the value at the end of the day of, of CAI and the business partners and, and the network that you have. And, you know, how do you how do you shield against, uh, you know, ex extreme premium increases? You tap into an expert. 
And where do you find an expert? At CAI, right? So, you know, looking at proactive uh, risk management measures or different deductible options as far as, you know, per unit water deductibles or, or getting creative uh, in the structure of your policy and, uh, you know, working with a qualified insurance broker to, to help navigate you through this process. So uh, I think that that is a positive that we can we can focus on is that, uh, we have uh, a phenomenal network. We have phenomenal people that are involved in this organization. And, you know, the situation is what it is. But uh, being a part of CAI, I think, is would, um, it's, it's only going to, uh, you know, favor, uh, favor us in the end. Well, this has been a great conversation about insurance and, and what communities can expect in the, in the, you know, the coming term, renewal terms. Thank you both for joining me today for this episode of Community Managed Podcast. You can find more information about LEO Insurance by visiting their website at www.leoinsurance.com and JGS Insurance at www.jgsinsurance.com. Thanks for listening to Community Matters. We're glad to have your attention for a short time. And thanks once more to the sponsor of Community Matters Podcast, Hoffman HOA Law. You can find them on the web at hoffmanhoalaw.com. Interested in being a guest on an upcoming episode of Community Matters? Reach out to me at Tony, T-O-N-Y, at caikeystone.org. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you'll get notifications every time we post a new episode. Please share our podcast with your colleagues and friends. For more resources and best practices on managing and governing your condominium, cooperative, or homeowners association, please contact CAI or visit our website at www.caikeystone.org. Thanks again for listening.